My name is Matthew Champ, and I've got daddy issues. My name is Chris Kingsbury, and I have daddy issues. And this, this is, is Daddy, daddy issues, issues with, with Champ and Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Hey, welcome to Daddy Issues Episode 2. Um, welcome, everybody. How you guys doing out there? I'm Champ. I'm Kingsbury. Um, thank you for coming back or joining us for the first time. We hope you had fun. Yeah, we hope you will continue to have fun with us, and uh, and we look forward to having a fun time with you guys. So, yeah. so Chris, I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, how, how has it been since the last time we, we chatted, man? Uh, you know, dad life is uh, it's like a military service term. <laughs> it's kind of like hell. You just keep plugging in. No, it's actually it's really great. Uh, kids are great. Uh, they're super excited. The weather's outside, and that's been an added bonus because we can leave them out until like the last possible moment. So they're like super tired and super easy to put to sleep. So yeah, warm weather. It's the beginning of May. I don't I don't know when these episodes are going to drop, but we've just had the worst winter in history. So the fact that we can go outside without a winter coat right now is like fucking a huge, oh, super huge. I'm ready to go huge. skinny dipping, man. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Shrinkage be damned. Let's just jump in the pond. Yeah, yeah. so much hair, so much hair. It's insulating for you. Yeah. Not for me though. My my Aryan gets no, not so much. Well, you know what? If we ever turn this into a video, we can do it topless. Oh yeah, <laughs> free the nipples. <laughs> Doing it right now. Oh my god. He, oh. oh, I did it because he did. Oh, it's been quite a day. Now put it back on. Yes, thank you, thank you. Uh, Chris, Chris is more prone to take off his pants than his actual shirt. Oh, don't tempt me. <laughs> don't even fuck pants. Oh, if you've ever seen my stand up, fuck pants on just a general. He's just airing out his balls. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh fuck. So, so anything exciting happened this week? Uh this week, uh, not so much. Getting prepped uh, for my sister in law to come down for a prolonged stay. <laughs> oh, right. Isn't she going to be living in, like, a trailer outside your house? Uh, yes. Very white trash of me living <laughs> in carp just like this. Yeah, she's sleeping in the RV for uh, <laughs> 10 days. 10 days in May. Mm. That should be, like, a follow-up album to that Blue Rodeo. Five days in May. It's, like, 10 days in May, and it's just, like, death metal. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, nothing like family. I've never seen little niece, so it should be interesting. How old? How old? She is going to be nine months old. Nine months? Yeah. All right. All right. So it's, uh, yeah, little baby. So she's be... out of her old man phase and now into cute baby phase. Yeah, for sure. I, with a side of, always with the side of uh, feces. Yeah, always. Oh, obviously. It, yeah, it's just how it goes. Shit's got to get done. But, uh, yeah, so that's happening on uh, the 10th. And uh, yeah, Most people go on their podcast to, like, plug their upcoming shows. And you're like, I'm plugging my sister's vacation to my house. It's, yeah. <laughs> Please, you have someplace for me to go in the next 10 days. I will be there. Just there. Yeah. So. <laughs> Oh, How good. about yourself, man? What do you think? You, you know what? Um, um, well, we're, we're, oh gosh, we're at like 26 weeks or 27 weeks or something like that right now. Over Pregnancy, we're, we're over half. Uh, we've started introducing uh, Maddie to, that's giving me the name. Um, actually, I should have asked Kate if I could say her name on. <laughs> Anyways, um, Maddie Maddie is going to be our baby's name. And uh, we started playing music for her through through. 
Kate's tummy. Oh, what did you, what did you, what did she well, enjoy? So we started off, we started off with like Mozart. I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of like Amadeus, the movie. Yeah, yeah, I like, yeah. I like his operas, you know, Marriage of Figaro and shit like that. Yeah. Um, we, we introduced him to a little bit of Vivaldi. Um, I grew up playing a lot of music. I want her to play a lot of music. I was never a string into, like I, piano, guitar and stuff. I wanted like, to learn violin. That'd be cool. So I've started like playing some Vivaldi. You know, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah get yeah. some strings in there. Uh, and, uh, Tupac. Nice. Yeah, you yeah. gotta bounce it up. Yeah, yeah. Bounce bounce it up. <laughs> um, she needs to be art, and she needs to keep it real. Yeah, that's good. That, so. And that's the thing, right? Like, I mean, I play a lot of, I play a lot of rap, um, and so she's got to be ready for that. And I, I don't know when's too early, but like, it's never too early. Never no. too early because it's a chaotic world. She needs to know all the sides to it. Eddie would, uh, Eddie would really enjoy Beethoven in the womb, mm-hmm. uh, the ninth, and uh, pretty much anything that I was listening to. And he was exceptionally drawn to the Beatles. Okay. And okay. is still exceptionally drawn to the Beatles. You know, maybe a past life for Eddie. Yeah. We know he's got maybe those. Just never take him to the Dakotas. <laughs> <laughs> just start freaking out, sweating. <laughs> ah, why? Yeah. So. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, no, he's uh, drawn to it. And then also house music. He would well, dance in the womb to house music, like old, like Bad, Bad Boy Bill, and, and you like house music, yeah. Though, so right? yeah, like, yeah. It's uh, part it's, of me hopes that because I like rap so much that Maddie will like rap so much. Like I'll only be disappointed if she likes country. That's that's my thing, right? <laughs> if she's like Garth Brooks for life, I'll be like, I don't know. You. Well, you know, modern country is like rap for like racist, isn't it? Like really, if you listen to pop country. At a certain point, mm. Waylon Jennings said that just a while back too. He was like, "Okay, yeah, I, I, I don't want to like throw it like a broad sweeping generalization of certain country music as all racist." There's but... a time and a place for it. I do not sweep broad generalizations about racism. I meant music. There's a time yeah. and place for any no, that's... genre of music. So. Okay, okay, okay. Well, what are we what are we drinking this week, Chris? Um, we are drinking. Big Rig's Bobby on the Beat Ale. Bobby on the Beat. Have you have you ever been to Big Rig? No, I have not. You've never been to the Big Rig Brewery. No. All right. No. If you're if you're not from Ottawa, Big Rig Brewery is started by uh, one of the Ottawa senators. I think it was like Chris Phillips or Chris Neal, one of the Chris's. Right. Um, and and it's a microbrewery slash restaurant. They've got award winning ales. Their gold and their gold is awesome. Their gold I've is had awesome. Their gold. It yeah. is incredible. So yeah. this this is one of their seasonals. It's an English pale ale. You know, That's good. Yeah, it's not too hoppy. Not too it's, hoppy. Uh, you know, it's uh, and I don't like hops. So. He doesn't, and I buy lots of hops. Yeah, it's like oh, whippy, torture me with the hops, <laughs> but it's free, so I'm drinking it. So like the, <laughs> the cheapness in me is like, oh, gotta keep it real and drink that beer. You know, if you don't want to drink hoppy beers, you can bring the beer. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> See, that's also yeah. Uh, it, it's um, it actually, I'm I'm reading this off of their website. Ooh. Uh, this traditional English-style pale ale is dry-hopped with North American hops. So it's not really that English. It's not really English. English. <laughs> um, but it gives it notes of bright citrus, melon, and hops. Um, I like it. Yeah, no, it's good. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it is... Uh, it's, it's like a hoppier creamer. Yes. I would definitely describe it as that. Try it out. Big yeah. Rig. If you like Creamore and you like hops, mix that together. you got the Big Rig Bobby on the Beat. This is only a seasonal ale, though, so you got to get it, like, now. Soon, soon, uh, yeah. It'll sell out. Probably by, by easily before Canada. Day. You know what? Maybe even before this episode comes out. Maybe this is all for Maybe. 
Either way, go try Big Rig. And if you're coming through Ottawa ever and you've never been there, fucking hit them up. They're yeah, great. Totally. Yeah. So we're going to drink this. Um, uh, it's 5.9% alcohol, too, so it's a bit high. It's almost a malt liquor. Yeah, well. Gotta like that. Gotta like that. Yeah. The other option we had for today was going to be about a 6.5, and you know what? If I finish this one, I might crack into it later. Malt liquor. <laughs> well. um, so, yeah, that's what we're drinking. If you're drinking, let us know what you're drinking along as you listen to us. Um Unless you're driving. Yeah, don't, 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 do don't, 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 do don't tell us what you're drinking. Wait no. till you're, wait till you're done driving and yes, then tell us and what then you're tell drinking. tell us what you're drinking, but also don't drink <laughs> and drive. <laughs> Why don't you just put one single shot in a revolver and start plugging at people in a room? That's what drinking and driving yeah, is, yeah. guys. Uh, anyway, yeah. That's, so. that's your PSA from uh, Chris Kingsbury and Matthew Champ against drunk driving. Ding. Uh, we're not co-opting Mothers Against Drive- Drunk no. Driving at all. Nope. They no, do they're great work. Mad. <laughs> they are mad. Off, they are mad. But good on them, right? Yeah, someone's being mad. Someone's, someone's got to be mad. That's absolutely. Someone's yeah. got to be that. Well, we're mad. Mad with children. It's a yeah. mad, mad world. Uh, what are we talking about this week, Chris? Today, this week's uh, topic is uh, transgender children. Yeah, um, we've got a really cool guest. Uh, we do. Uh, is a fellow comedian of ours uh, from the Ottawa scene, and his son, <clears throat> daughter, son. Uh, son, 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 recently has just identified and came out, and we have a bunch of questions for him and his uh, experience and. We obviously should be talking to a member of the transgender community, and maybe we'll have I, them on later. We hope to. We yeah. hope to. This is relatively new, though, right? We yeah. we really want to hear, um, you know, the parent side as well, right? We want yeah. to hear hear, you know, Asim's hopes and dreams for for his son, and you know, you know, any of the struggles and trials that that they might experience as a family uh, going through this as well. Yeah, and and really, I mean, how he goes through. And adjusts accordingly. It, uh, it, obviously, he's going to be a supportive parent, but we'll uh, we'll talk to him when he when we're yeah. about ready to. And that's that's today's uh, episode. Yeah. Um. So you know, stay tuned. And you know what? Here's I, I just want to kind of preface this episode as like we're we're not experts at all on any of the shit that we talk about, and that's part of the reason why we're talking about it because we want to get to know more. Yeah. We want to make sure that we're not like sitting in ignorance, but we also want to make sure that we're the best parents we can be. Uh, and I'd ask Chris, I'd ask Chris before we even kind of had this conversation, I said, um, we can't even really ask the question, like, how do you raise a transgender child? Because you raise them like any child. other child, yeah. right? That's that's the thing. So so the conversation we want to have is is really around what are some of the the, the strengths and the joys that come out of this in the family experience? What are some of the trials and the tribulations? Um you know, talk about the the mental health stats because those are important those are huge, to talk about yeah, too, right? Uh, and there's a lot. The local family, like the immediate family, is obviously very supportive. Is there any other big jumping or stepping stones that uh, they'll have to overcome with extended family or anything like that? What's the biggest struggle that he's gonna want to? Yeah. All right. Let's let's stop talking about this and actually start talking to him. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know what? When we get right back to this, uh, we'll have uh, Mr. Asim B with us. All right, we're we're at 
actually back. We're back with our guest. Awesome B is here. Thank you for being here. Absolutely, buddy. Thank Thanks you for, for having me, Jens. <laughs> so uh, we were like, we just started getting in a conversation before we even pressed record. So we said we were just going to press yeah, record. Yeah, yeah. We'll go, we'll go so. from there. Uh, <laughs> what's your background? You were talking about to wear a bunch of different hats. What are they? Are you? Uh... Uh, my day job, I'm a civil engineer. Cool. And I was a surprise, surprise, brown guy, civil engineer. Who who knew, right? So um, <laughs> Planning the streets. Yeah, okay. yeah. I really like what I do during the day, actually, unlike most people. And in the evenings, there's a bunch of stuff. I, uh, I write for 613. I host the radio show, and I do stand-up with you folks. Don't yeah, right. right behind yes. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, everybody has their famous. own picture. Everybody, yeah. everybody is at their own different place yeah. on their journey. But more importantly, I'm a, I'm a husband, cat owner, and a father. There yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cat We're all here right now. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I apologize. My cat is actually wandering around the studio, and I apologize. If I don't apologize at all. I love cat and little kitty. That dude is huge. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a park cat? Like, whoa. Yeah, that's Garfield's cousin. I'm only saying because my cats, people like, they, they look at my cats, they're like, oh my God, because they're farm cats. They're 24 and 27 pounds. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I have like a whole six minute set about my cats. <laughs> he, he's like, he's like not just fat, but he's like big. Like he's just yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But is, is he at least like, does he catch things or he's just a, a, a fatty fat? Pet? He's just a fat uh, Okay. Like what he, a cutie pot. Okay. He but, likes yeah. to roll around and get like belly rubs. So. He hates Mondays. He likes lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> he hates the dog. Yeah, no, it's Canada. It's Poutine is oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, I'm amazed because my boy cat is he's the one that weighs 27 pounds and he jumps over the six foot fence. I don't know how he does it. Yeah. <laughs> His yeah. belly hangs. I hear him scratching the fence, but he makes it over. My cat oh. Bigglesworth, uh, it looks like a little panther. Yeah. Very long. Bigglesworth. Amber, from, uh, Amber. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally, okay. totally jacked that from where you think it is. But it doesn't but look like the Bigglesworth. No, it's not shaved. He's black. He looks like a panther. Awesome. And he has an eight foot jump clearance. You and know, they say that a, uh, a prize once a week. They say black cats are very hard to adopt because people have the superstition I about. I had them from a small pond yeah. in my hand. No, because my cats are tuxedo and they were the last kittens left. Really? The thing because everybody was adopting all the orange and gray and calico. Yeah, I yeah. had no idea. I only ever had ginger cats growing up. Really? Yeah. yeah. Is it because you're ginger too? Or? I'm not a ginger. <laughs> <laughs> not even a gay walker. You are at least. I can tell. People I'm actually. I'm not 100% ginger. Is that a definitely. PC term? Sorry, are you a redhead? <laughs> I apologize. I have, I have had people see ginger in me before I've never seen it I looks like it because you look like a strawberry blonde I was I was strawberry so is that blonde. different from a redhead you're a redhead you're no, like no, a curly I'm, redhead I'm a daywalker for sure super yeah, super awesome yeah. yeah like you look kind of like a fat tormund from uh, Game yeah. of Thrones yes totally <laughs> there's the big girl here <laughs> Brienne of Tarth definitely Brienne of Tarth it's like the one show I don't watch that everybody else nah, watches oh, I'm dude. sorry catch up with your own ring well I stopped in season 4 I just find <laughs> my attention span I can't watch something more than 3 seasons like, fuck dragons no I just, I just <laughs> once that dude Spoiler alert, once that dude smashed another oh, guy's yeah. head oh, in the mountain, and Spaniards in, and I was like, I'm out, I don't need to do this anymore. <laughs> because they killed all the characters I liked earlier with that red wedding, like so many of them died. Yeah, that was rough. Because I like the family that keeps getting killed. Right? Yeah, the Starks. The yeah, Starks. the Starks. And I'm like, forget it. I don't want to do it. And you I know, Starks haven't really like died much since that. Since I stopped yeah, watching. Since that. They probably like, all right, awesome. Stop watching. Okay, let's let's keep the good. Uh, Perfect. Yeah, let's keep it going. So okay, today's to, uh, yeah. today's topic we Go were ahead. talking about about dad issues is uh, trans and trans children. Yeah, and uh, I'll be honest with you, I didn't think about it until uh, my kid identified as trans it was really weird because um people say like i always assume because i don't know anything about this topic i thought it would come later on do you know what i'm saying yeah. my kid 
The first word he ever said was, I'm a boy. Like, it's really weird. Well, actually, he said peanut. I want peanut, and then I'm a boy. Peanut means penis. Okay. Uh, it was just, we were, like, he was a little baby, you know, when you bathe him as a kid. Yeah. And then he was just, like, asking mom about her stuff, and then asking me about my stuff. And then he just would always identify as a boy. And I didn't, I didn't know at first, you know? Like, it was, it was, how, how, do, how do I put it? You every when I started telling people about it, they're like, "Oh, well, he's only sixteen months. Uh, maybe he doesn't know, you know, like uh, yeah, the innocence of youth. And yeah, yeah, yeah. kids don't know yeah. any better. They're yeah. just learning. Uh, he, she, it. They don't know it's and the confusing part was he kept on referring to himself as her, but he insisted he was a boy. So they were right in one way because I guess my child didn't have a grasp on pronouns. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, I just I don't. I, how do I say this? I had no idea, so I had to start from scratch. Just to yeah. give you a little bit of background, I was raised quite religiously. My my parents are Muslim, and they're traditional Muslims. Um, one is Sunni and Shia, which is actually different sects. Long story short, mm-hmm. some people don't even want those two to get together. Yeah, but yeah. They're open-minded, at least in that sense. But they're like creationists, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. They, 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 they wanted things done a certain way. They raised me a certain way. And and so there's a formula for life. Yeah, right? you know, yeah, like they're like this is what the you know basically they're like a traditional monotheistic Abrahamic religious upbringing is what they brought me. Whether you're Jewish, Christian, Catholic, whatever, Muslim, yeah. you can kind of relate to that. I have some friends that were raised that way too. Um, and then right around, it's funny because I have a whole comedy set about this. So yeah. right around my teenage years, I started having doubts about religion because of masturbation. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> Something popped up and you questioned your belief. You know, because my dad is like, and I talk about this in, in, in my set where, where I was like, you know, he was like, it's wrong. If you, if you masturbate, you're going to go to hell. And I was like, I don't understand how I'm going to hell because I'm not doing anything wrong. You know, like yeah. I'm not doing anything yeah. with anybody. Does God really see what I'm doing? Anyway, so that was like the first step and a bunch of baby steps. But it wasn't until I was 25 that I kind of, you know, like I let. But until that point, I was very, very straight, you know, in terms of the way that I just wanted to make them happy. And I don't want to disrespect them. Like to this day, whether I agree with what they believe or not, I respect their beliefs and I try not to shit on them. I know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can't uh, can't smash them for their beliefs yeah. in the Jewish system. That's how they've been living their life and and uh, just bad love, right? Yeah. And your parents as well. But uh, how? Well, are dude, they're the reason why I'm in Canada is because of my parents. Yeah. Right? Like whatever they've and done. And where are you originally from? Uh, I was Hamilton. born in Jordan. Hamilton, the Middle East, it's all yeah, the same. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's only, no, I, I say I'm from Hamilton because that's where I grew up. Yeah. I, I was born in Jordan, but I don't have a Jordanian citizenship <coughs> because my father's not from Jordan. My father is Pakistani. Okay. And he met my mom in Jordan, which is why I speak Arabic. Right I never learned his language. I learned hers. I didn't grow up with any Arabs, but she would only speak to me in Arabic, so I speak it fluently. Weird thing. Beautiful. So I was born in Jordan, but then we moved around. And before I came to Canada, I think I lived in like seven places in six years. So it was never, it wasn't until I came to Canada. And even in Canada, we lived in Nova Scotia. I apologize if I'm going really fast. No, 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 no. it's fine. And we lived in like a bunch of places in Nova Scotia. Then we came to Ontario and first moved to Toronto. And I didn't know this, dude, but when I grew up in Nova Scotia, I was the only brown kid. And everybody wanted to know about me in a nice way. Then I went to Toronto, and the first thing was I got my ass kicked. I think the second week or the first weekend, 
by an Indian guy because he was mad that I was Pakistani. And I didn't know anything about that, really, because mm-hmm. my dad never really talked about it. And then I talked to him, and he's like, oh, yeah, well, we've gone to war a bunch of times, and, you know, there's all this tension. Cast and that's like, nuclear drive. bombs. Yeah, yeah. Cast your province. And you're, like, pulling them out. And, and I told him, I'm like, we have to move because it's a dangerous school. And he didn't understand because he was like, no, this is Canada. This isn't like, This isn't, like, this but, isn't dangerous. Yeah. Right? But I, I don't know if it's still dangerous, but we grew up in Etobicoke. We didn't grow up, so we were living in Etobicoke, Toronto. And then okay. about a month later, somebody got stabbed. This was grade six, by the way. Oh, yeah. In class. So my dad's like... Sorry, not a class. In my school, somebody got stabbed. Um, my dad was like, yeah, we got to move. We moved to Hamilton. So from grade six till the time I finished college, I lived in Hamilton. So it was always my home. That's where I made my first set of friends. I had no friends till then. Yeah, I got nice. beat up a lot. That's where Roots is. That's where Roots yeah, is. We just wanted where the plant my, was created. And then we lived Roots in an apartment yeah. building, and it was a bunch of like Jewish kids and Catholic kids and European mixtures. It's, yeah, with a it's, couple the, Can- of, it's the Canada mix. Yeah, I'm from Edmonton originally, so I appreciate the Thai cats. Yeah, uh, we'll go with that. Okay, good. Uh, and uh, they're not, they're, it's a steel city, right? It is. But they uh, got a weird chant, an Oski Wee Wee Oski Holy Mackinac! Like, that's, that doesn't instill fear in the opposing team. No, but ours is just outlandishly racist and it's tight. But anyway, I digress. They're changing oh, yeah. the name, aren't they? I hope so. I thought I thought I saw something with them changing. I don't know. Name. Sports teams are weird because aren't the Cleveland baseball team still called Indians? They yeah. changed the logo recently. They, what about they the Redskins, the Washington? Yeah, they're they still there. They go that one. Yeah. So Isn't that kind of so. weird though? Like Redskins. Like, rule, that's even terrible. in Ottawa, the fucking the P and Redskins. Yeah. Jay and Harder like doubled down. It was like we're not gonna change this <laughs> name. This is our heritage. I'm like, why? This who is cares? who. Just know. let it go. Okay, so Anyways, yeah. big and, being <laughs> yeah. huge and religious, your grandparents, your parents, uh, how are they dealing with your son? They, how, what's their views? They don't really you? know. Oh, okay. So, uh, well, how just, how old is your son right now? Like, how long has this been? Four, 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 okay. going on five. So I'm I'm not into the long game yet. I mm-hmm. have no idea. So the first thing I did was. I read every book I get my hands on. My wife calls me a nerd. I guess I'm a nerd in a certain way, like comic book nerd and math nerd, science, whatever. I literally got a book that said the history of transgender people. Any highlights that we should know from that? Like how long has the first instance been recorded? It's very dry. It was Uh, like in back in the days, these people wanted to dress. I like how that had kind of like a German accent. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I see. Right by the fires, they were reading it. They were like, I'm going to burn this one if it doesn't agree. But it was basically from European references, some English, some... uh, What I got from it was that because of the times, because I guess women were treated like chattel at that point, they couldn't do very much. So it was men until like turn of the century right? yeah it was mostly <laughs> white men that wanted to change because they tended to be more affluent and more well off um the ones that were poor couldn't do it so from that book if you can go on your own and not worry about losing your job and you had an affluent community and you could talk well and you came from a good family you were able to do it so the earliest ones they were talking about were Dudes that were rich, that were white, back and whatever, changing into being women. And that's all I got from most of that book. Okay. But then there were pioneers as it went through, and there was a first whatever in the sport, you know. And yeah, then, yeah. But I just wanted to know the history of it, because I yeah. was curious. Mm-hmm. Then I read a few others. The names escaped me, but there was one where it was, um, she had transitioned from a young age, and it was very eye-opening in, in the sense that she talked about what her first memory of her wanting to be uh, a girl was. And how she transitioned slowly, and then she talked about in in detail the uh, hormone therapy that you go through. Mm-hmm. Now, I also talked to a few friends. Um, I didn't know anybody that was 
Uh, actually, no, I did. That's true. One of them, and I won't mention any specific names because yeah. I want to keep the privacy. But yeah, one, no, of them, fair. one of them uh, is a woman now, and one of them is a man now. And I had my deepest conversation with the one that's a uh, um, a woman because it was um, it was like easy to approach her and talk about it, and yeah. I and I'd, I'd known her for longer, and um, she was very helpful. The biggest takeaway from talking to several people about this was because I was worried here's here's the thing my biggest worry is I was making a decision when my child was so young and as a parent you always worry about making the wrong decision so my thing was what if I go all the way and say that she's a she and then later on sorry she's a he like my daughter wants to be a boy and then he's like yo dude I was four what the fuck did I know I can't believe you went all the way with this and then you screwed me up and now I have these issues where I don't know what I am. I'm really a boy and you should have just, sorry, I'm really a girl and you should have told me that I'm a girl. Or I don't do anything and then she's like, I've always known that I'm a he. Why didn't you believe me? Why didn't you believe me? Because my very first words were, so I'm like, do I do it? Do I not do it? I have no idea. Way to take the gamble and make that decision. No, you lead one way, and I think uh, I would think personally to call the ball earlier like that would would be better on my consciousness in the long run, as opposed to yeah. deny it and deny it and deny it. Well, so. I think that there's also like we look at that idea of youthful innocence and go, but there is an innocence to it, right? Yeah. Like, and it's like this is how I feel, so I'm saying how I feel or how I identify, yeah. right? And if that changes over time, like as a child grows, uh, they're going to recognize that and then say it like, no, no, this maybe was, was wrong. Yeah, depending, yeah. depending on like yeah. what level or like how I think they are, right? What, what made it easier and we'll be all over the place. So apologize if anyone yeah. wants some sort of chronological thing, but basically I have a, another kid, which makes it a lot easier. I think if you're a parent of a single child and going through this, you don't necessarily know what you're yeah, supposed no to do. There's no gauge. Yeah. Because you're like, should I have done something or not done something different? All I try to do is make the best decision with the knowledge I have at the moment. And if it turns out it was wrong later on, well, I didn't know that, then that's the best I could do. Yeah. And my first kid, uh, like both my kids were born female. My first kid is still a girl. It still identifies. I've raised them the same way. I haven't done pink or blue or this doll or this doll. They played with the same toys. Mm-hmm. They've had the same clothes. They're two years apart. There was I was able to do hand me down still recently. Nice. My younger son is like unlike me. He's actually built like a real man. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> they're the same size now. Yeah. And she is so girly. My older one, so girly, like weirdly girly. Like yeah. like, does this dress look good on me? She wants long hair. She wants me to do her makeup. I've learned how to braid hair pretty for her and and do all the stuff and insists on like wanting everything female that I could think of. It's really like the other day, she's only six. She's like, I want to wear this dress because that boy said it looks pretty. And I was like, Oh, we're getting started now. There's another issue right here. Oh, shit. Right. That's and then, what I'm terrified. I'm having a baby girl. So. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> Don't be terrified because, um, nice. he's working himself. Up. Yeah. You know what? The thing you really got to be worried about is social media. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I can prepare my children as best I can, including my younger son, but it's the social media that's going to 
literally and physically, mentally fucked them up because that was the worst. When I got bullied as a kid, I went home and it was off. It was gone. Yeah, yeah. it was only during the day, or if they caught me on my way to school or after school. But when I was yeah, there was a reprieve. Yeah, sure. you're constantly and like in these private face whatever social media groups and people talking about you and posting photos. And then, like, yeah, you it's can't a big, even scary digital world that I hope to not. Be you can't even be a kid. You know no. what I mean? Like, what she has sex with this one guy, and then he takes photos of her on his phone, and now everybody has it, and she's embarrassed, and it's never the guy's fault. It's always a fucking girl's fault. You could be a whore yeah. as a guy, but never as a girl. You know, so That'll all change. the shit is like, you can really mess yourself up. So my advice to you was is to learn about social media, keep up with it, even though it gets harder as you get older, <laughs> and then come up with strategies to help them out. Yeah, no, it's, it's, social media is one of the scariest yeah. things out there. Like, your example was fantastic. I was just thinking about when I was growing up, um, I think I'm a little bit younger than both of you. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, we How had, old are you? I'm 31. What? You think you're... That's I don't know, true. I thought you were like... Do 30, I look like a hard 25? I thought you were like, I, I thought <laughs> you were like a 35. You had a 35. I'm 37. 37, yeah, okay. 37, yeah. You guys. Dude, like, you look uh, like a hard 37. Like, high school for me was like MSN Messenger, but it was dial-up internet okay, MSN yeah. Messenger, yeah, so, right? Yeah. So, like, you only got like 30, 45 minutes of it a day. And, like, there was cyberbullying that happened, but, like, it was something that was like, oh, well, you know what? I gotta go, because yeah, yeah. my mom needs the phone, and I'm not... Yeah. It, it for left. me, it was like chat rooms. You remember those old days? With yeah, like yeah. old school. And chat rooms and all that stuff. MSN so, yeah. chat rooms. Yeah, but it's, uh, yeah that's... Uh... I had to start from a blank slate in parenting in general, because my my parents... My dad is old, you know what I mean? Like He oh, was born dad? in the 40s, oh, and he okay. was born in the 40s in the Middle East, and he had a very tough life. Like I think he had to get his first job at 11, his dad died around 10, so... Sounds He's like a bit rough. A He's a bit rough around the edges. And growing up, like, I got hit a lot. Like, hit, like, not just, you know, like, I don't know how to explain it. But it was like, I don't want to get into it, but it was like physical. Yeah. Just that'll mess you up. So, um, I, I didn't know where to start with my children. All I knew was I wanted to do like a peaceful parenting. I wanted yeah. to, but I don't, I don't, you know, when you're not given the tools, you don't know where the hell to start. So mm-hmm. I, I got a bunch of books and a bunch of audio books and I learned like, uh, five love languages of children is yeah. a great one. The five love languages is generally good to help on I, marriage. For sure. Well, it's a huge thing, just relationship building. Yeah, right? dude, that saved my relationship at one hard point. And then the, the what, what's the, your love language? My love language is a uh, physical touch. Like that's like you, what you like to receive or what you like to give. What I like to both receive. And okay. Give, yeah, and that's why I think I took it so hard when I got hit because physical like yeah, yeah. touching was such a big thing for me. I see that with my younger boy because he's like fuck the world. Yeah. You can't discipline him. I think even if I tried to hit him, he just kicked me in the face. But I notice if I'm like I'm not gonna hug you, he's like he just starts to cry. So like, I I try to associate physical touch with kind of getting him to understand what I need him to do. With my daughter, it's gifts. it's funny enough she loves rings she loves pretty dresses and it's weird because they always say here's a general rule that you can use if you don't know what the love language is for you your wife or your kids ask them how do you know when so-and-so loves you and whatever they say is usually an indication whether it's uh kind words um doing something for them like uh um, an action giving them gifts uh touching things like that with my daughter every time i ask her how do you know grandma loves you how do you know mom loves you how do you know dad loves you oh they bought me this they took me here and bought me this. They spent time with me. Yeah. And, you know, with they my younger one, it's they like, told me he they hugs me, me, he holds me. Yeah. You know, my wife, it's it's a quality time. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was acts of, 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 of kindness. 
So I was doing all this shit thinking I was showing her love, but I was showing her love. She just wanted to spend time with me and, you know. So you're like, I'm mowing the fucking lawn and doing interlocking all at one time. What, what do I have to do to love you? And she's like, yeah, just spend time with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 and that's yeah, where yeah. couples get into those arguments, yeah. you know what I mean? So They're so simple, and it's just like, it's it's all about communication, right? It blew me, yeah. There's yeah. another book called How to Talk So Kids Listen and How to Listen So Kids Talk to You. And there's yeah, another one about peaceful parenting, whatever. There's just a few books. Not... All of them have everything you need, but if you read enough different views, they can help you out. I just mm-hmm. haven't read a book about how hitting is good because I don't believe in it. So, no, yeah, no, be clear about that. No, we, we don't believe we in it. We don't believe in that either. Like, I remember when we didn't know what we were going to have, my parents were like, You're going to circumcise the kid? And I was like, No, we're not going to do it. I don't, I don't believe in that. You know, and there's a whole bunch of reasons. The, the pros of not circumcising way, way outweigh the pros of actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's any pros in my opinion. And then, so my, my parents were like, you're going, you know, like it's wrong. Like religious. Canada. If he needs a coat. Oh, (laughs) you brought me here, son. You should have killed me back home. You know what I mean? So, So um, yeah, that's, you got, you basically, anytime you've gone with it and you've educated yourself. Yeah. But we live in a good good time. Yeah. I I think if, cause the book I was reading about the uh, transgender girl, she was going through it in the late 90s early 2000s and i i was in high school in the early 90s so i could i remember the 80s and 90s it was even worse she also had a really hard time i think the biggest hurdle that she had was after she transitioned fully and she was okay they found out later on that she used to be a boy and then it became a problem (sighs) and one of the things that she says is really insulting to ask someone that's transgender is whether you still have a penis or vagina well, yeah, yeah. 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 They, they find it very personal. Well, it's a general way. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not asking anybody detail. about what well, yeah, their why genitalia it, is, right? Yeah. Why is that acceptable for... Well, also, not all of them are fully transitioned. Well, that, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it's hard to know. And, and um, one of the things that I needed to know to kind of put my mind at ease going forward is that I'm a firm believer of letting kids decide what they want to do. Like, yeah. yeah. We like because my my wife is Catholic and we, we maybe we've kind of adhered to more of her traditions a little only because I find excuse me um they have kind of more fun holidays I don't want to oh, yeah, be yeah. mean to my own religion Christmas like, is a party don't get me wrong like yeah, it's uh, right now it's it's Ramadan yeah. So my kid's like, what do we do? You're like, you, you, don't, you don't eat. eat. You're like, what? I'm like, no, you don't eat. How about what? No, you don't drink anything. For how long? Like, all day. Oh, They're like, this up. is a horrible holiday, right? <laughs> it's not until they get older that they, they can they can get the benefit of fasting and, and get the whole holistic sense of it. It's amazing, but you got to be at that point. Christmas, it's like presents, presents. like Food, 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 yeah. food, food, food. Star Wars. Exactly. Sorry. We do put emphasis also on... Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for dying my for wife all is Catholic, there's a, there's a heavy thing about giving and togetherness yeah. and family. Sharing is caring. But as a child, yeah. you could you could preach that for like ten days, but they still concentrate on Christmas morning opening that present. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, yeah. um, I let them eat pork. I let them eat whatever. I yeah, figure yeah. when they oh, get old enough, very, they can very, decide. Yeah, because much. I don't want to put my dietary restrictions on them. I don't want to tell them they can't drink or they can't eat pork or they can't do this. I just want them to figure it out later on. So with my with my son, I wanted him to decide eventually whether he wants to go through the whole thing. And this was where it was helpful to talk to people. Yeah. There are pills that you can take that can delay you going through puberty until you're about 15 or 16. 
So instead of being a nine-year-old and deciding that you want to stay a boy or girl your whole life, and now you got to go on the pills, you kind of delay it till around 15 or 16. When and you can have a bit more. Yeah, you're a bit more, more developmentally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then at that point, they can decide. Because if they go through puberty, right? If, if my son goes through puberty as a biological female, it's very difficult if they did it after the fact yeah. if they did it before the fact because when you haven't gone through puberty yet it's it's easier on your body and there's whole sections um on on that's it being jazz that's the book the girl goes through oh didn't they do like a tv show about her maybe they did i read the book because okay nerd. yeah it was very eye-opening and i it was an audiobook i listened a couple of times because i drive so i wonder if that I, I would wonder if that that decision to wait that period of time would change uh some of the stats that champ has actually looked up we're going to cover those after we'll talk well that's about more like the mental health suicide yeah, rates, which yeah. we'll talk about later. i honestly don't know if that'll fix the stats because whether you want to go through it or not, people are always going to be angry at you at some point. Yeah, yeah. for sure. They're not going because to we have such exposure. Here's the thing. What really sucks about a lot of the media is that it's very extreme. Yeah. When you go out and talk to people, they're very go with the flow in the middle. Yeah. You don't really talk about people that are like, fuck all the immigrants or fuck all this or whatever, or fuck the gays or fuck the straight people. Like, but when you listen to the media, that's all you hear. The far extreme, like, like I was the reading one. to be polarized. Yeah, I was so, reading one the other day where the, where, where the lady's like, you have to take consent before you change your baby's diaper. And I was like, bitch, they don't even know how to talk. They got <laughs> shit on their ass. Yeah, you better change that their shit. Their skin is three times thinner. If you don't clean that shit, it's going to burn them. And it's going to be like, that's why you put this. Uh -huh. like So or that so made you, me crazy. Or so then, you ask yeah. them, that's clickbait for You sure, know, but then the you read the other thing. And it's like, the immigrants are the reason why this whole world's going to hell. And I'm like, dude, I'm an immigrant. And I pay my taxes. And I yeah. do a lot of things to help my own country, Canada. You know what I'm saying? So, the people that write those articles probably have good friends that are immigrants too, right? Yeah. But here's the catch. They me. need to make money, so they need clickbait. It's yeah. like a yeah. very vicious game where if the news gives you good news, no one listens to it. How do I know? Because I've written for 613 long enough and I see because they give us like stats of what's happening. And when it's just run of the mill, they no one wants to read it. When yeah. it's provocative, you know what I mean? When it's trash. So it's almost that, like, when that, and it started, I think, when the 24 hour news thing started. They, they kind of did a spoof of it on Ron Burgundy. Where, yeah, like, Anchorman too. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I'm Ron Burgundy. Oh, damn it, who put a question mark there? So, like, where's vagina? Yeah. <laughs> that started the trend. So yeah. now the only news you get is clickbait and the extreme news because. Mm -hmm. That's more reliable, and there's people forget that the internet has been like uh, shut down from being free for the last year and a half. The uh, yeah, right? but they also push it. The algorithms are being pushed like that because yeah. the it's easier to have a predictable person with extreme views than it is to have someone that's middle ground because you don't know where they're gonna go. Yeah. So if you know that person is extreme in whatever way, they're gonna go to those websites. Then those websites can show them certain advertisement, and then they can make money off that. If so, you can be quantified and sold to, then you're yeah. profitable. And that's yeah. what's happening. And the yeah. other thing is, it's open to everybody. You're not yeah. dealing with people in your high school, you're dealing with every person in every high school, everywhere. So even if 1% of them is horrible psychopaths, 
that's hundreds, if not thousands, of people constantly shitting on you. And they're also the most vocal, right? Yeah. The, yeah. the most extreme are the most vocal. So, like, yeah. if you go, and that's the thing is, like, I go on Twitter and I just see, like, so far right, so far left, and there's, like, never any center. So it just makes yeah. me angry and anxious. And yeah. Dude, I'm very center and I have, like, 49 friends. That, that's just the way it is. You know what I mean? And I've interviewed friggin' certain people, like, famous people, whether in Canada or the US. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. no one's clicking no on it. No one's clicking on it. No. no. Um, now media's heavy for sure but um the best thing i could tell people to start with if they suspect that their kid wants to be the opposite sex of what they were born with whether they want to go through the full transition or not is first start talking to people around you that may have gone through it get some books audiobooks read some 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 material that and gives you a balanced view of it don't yeah. read a very extreme view because then you also get kind of caught up in that and the other thing is, it's a long game, so begin talking to your doctor about it. They are not equipped to deal with it, but they'll write you um, a reference, and then you can go. Like, for us, we're going to Chio to see a specialist, and we haven't had the first interview because it takes a while to get this stuff done, because mm -hmm. also your family doctor wants to wait and see approach. Yeah. So he'll say, deal with it at home and at school and in life, and then we'll take care of the medical thing later on. So he gave us a reference to whatever, and it took us like six or eight months to get that appointment. Yeah. We're gonna go in, in in June or July, or it's August, sorry now, it, it, it takes a while. And it's just an initial interview for us. And then from there, they can tell you, because one of the helpful things that my friend told me was that, that doctor is more familiar with that and yeah. they'll tell you what you need to tell your family doctor to help them out and they'll tell you what what medications are available what the side effects are what your family doctor can expect because a family doctor is a general practitioner yeah, GP. yeah. And, yeah. and that's like i was I'm, I'm a civil engineer but i specialize in a specific field and i remember when i first started i knew a little bit about everything but to really be good at one specific thing you have to specialize so you're going to see specialists about that and that helps you out like and me and drywall and ceiling. Exactly. exactly. Like Dude, I just I was doing drywall all all like spring and winter this year, fixing a bunch of things. So. And you knew me the I don't whole like time. I didn't know. know. You didn't know. And now you I'm know. poor as well too. So. Also true. Yeah, yeah. Pockets yeah. have to run pretty yeah. deep. But if I knew you three years ago, I don't think we knew each other that well back no. back then. I hired someone to do my basement. But the other thing that they also mentioned is that one of the hardest things that affected them the most was that their family was not accepting when they came out, right? Mm -hmm. Or came yeah. out. I don't know if that's the right word, but. And they told me that I was already doing the right thing by, like, what do you call it, um, accepting them. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, total welcome, open arms. Well, well they're like, that's, that, that was hurtful. When my own family, if the people that should love you the most don't accept who you are, you really feel a hole in yourself about a person. Like, I know they say happiness is from within, but we are all social creatures, right? Yeah. You, you, if... The person that gave birth to you or the father that raised you doesn't accept who you are. That's a very big, huge, it's a, like a gut punch. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so I've been very like, I just want my, my son to love me, to be honest with you. So I don't really care what they want to be or do as long as they spend time with me. So I, I roll with it. That's all. <laughs> yeah. You just want them to accept you because you're going to accept them no matter yeah, who yeah, they exactly. are, right? How are we doing on time? We're good. Oh, we got we got lots of time. I have to apologize to Chris. He was just like asking for another beer, but I took it upstairs to put in the fridge to cool down for him because we've been down here for I so apologize. long. I apologize. Why don't you and grab a beer? And you want to go grab a beer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
priorities, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. So I feel like I went all over the place and didn't go from one to the next. No, next. no, I like it. I, we're just going to keep going like this, right? Yeah. We're just going to keep the conversation sure, going. Sure. You know what? Actually, we're going to go to commercial break. We'll be right back. Okay. Hey, parents, tired of repeating the same phrases over and over to your kids? Well, we bring you a brand new invention called Save Your Voice Box. comes with 15 classic phrases like, what is in your mouth? Stop picking your nose. Stop bugging your sister. Go to sleep already. Don't eat that. This isn't a fucking restaurant. This is a restaurant. Put your clothes back on. Leave the cat alone. Stop jerking off the dog. Act now and we will upgrade the package to fit your modern teenage life. As such classic phrases like, you don't think you're actually going out in that tonight, do you? You better be back by 10 o'clock. No, you can't borrow the car tonight. Leave me a joint if you're going to raid my stash. The Save Your Voice Box can be purchased at fine realtors such as Radio Shack, Consumers Distributing, Zellers, and Sears. Fuck Sears. Fuck Sears. Fuck Sears. Buy one today. And we're back. Hi, oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, and Chris is just returning with his beer. I hear him running down the stairs. Good for him. Where did you get all these posters, man? Uh, yeah, yeah. So this is. Well, you don't have children. This is the murder room. <laughs> you have money. Um, I, I I used to work for a movie studio. Did you? So I, I saw you work for a movie. So studio. awesome. We got Captain Canuck and a big big poster of Captain Canuck. Um, so some of these some of these are movie studio stuff. Other stuff is from like Comic Cons and. What, I used uh, to go to Comic Con every year till the last year because it got so expensive. I can't pay for me and two kids to go every. It's expensive. Yeah. How old, your kids can go for free this year. Really? Yeah, kids on under six go for free. Sunday is it Mother's nope. Day weekend? No, all weekend, all weekend. Kids, book, dude. I'm Friday, Saturday, Sunday. With my mother. Yeah. Uh, they planted uh, that one like yeah, yeah. strategically, and I just give it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's this is just a few of the stuff. I've got so much more stuff. I only started putting up the art today to kind of hide the foam because yeah, okay. I'm trying to make it less of a murder room and more of a. No, Talk it's really dungeon. nice. Dude. It's <laughs> nice you didn't hang up carpets of some sort of egg cartons. It, it's, it's got a good feel to it. It's, it's yeah. got like a, I'm gonna finish my basement in the next five to ten years feel. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's also mobile. We can take I can take this entire thing down in less than an hour. And that's kind of nice, and yeah. I can move it someplace. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Because I rent this place, right? Oh, do you? Yeah, so, yeah. minimal markings on the floor, tacons, undo the tacons, undo the top, undo the... It's all screws. Yeah, that's yeah. all good. All yeah, screws. Kate, this is Kate's, Kate's my partner, Kate's aunt owns this house. Okay. She's a real estate lawyer, she owns a bunch of properties. Oh, nice. So, uh, we rent out this place from her, and when we can afford to move our family... It's the best thing, dude. Uh, owning property is the best thing you can do. I know people want to do, like, the whole <sighs> rent owning thing, and, and they can play with numbers and investing, but... The thing is, you can have all the money in the bank you want, but you can't sleep in front of the bank door. You need a house. So if you can buy a house and pay it off sooner rather than later, that's going to be like the best thing you can do. I, I bought a house. Didn't work out. Yeah. My parents did <laughs> too, and then they never wanted to do it, and they were yeah. turned off by it. But I'm so glad that well, the first house we, we had, we had flooding six months in. And then the rest of the time we were there, they were fixing. It took almost years to fix it. It was horrible. So we moved out. <laughs> wow. There's yeah, dude. Contractor horror stories. And we were like, oh. hmm, I still want to own a house because it's, this IPA, it's the best uh, thing you could do. What's IPA? Indeed, it's pale, indeed ale. pale ale. Oh, yeah. We've okay. switched beers. Yeah. We are now at 6.6 strong alcohol volume. Uh, it's it, Yeah. So like on the scale so of beers. So is it India from India pale ale? Well, the Indian pale ale is meant to be like made in a style of, of 
It was like American pale ale. I don't know. I don't think it's not there. So no, not anymore. This is the original. Sorry, he was Keith was a real. Yeah, yeah. He was like mayor of Halifax. Was he? Yeah. I like the Maritimes. I do have some fun memories of that place when I lived there. I lived in the Armist. The Armist. First in Port Maitland. I think it was like 500 people at the time. Had a beautiful teacher that really helped me out because before we came to Canada, I used to get beat a lot because. They are like the schools I went to. It's like discipline. You listen or you right. get hit. They they believe in corporal punishment. And she was like so out of left field. She was so gentle. She helped me learn how to read English like really well. Like it was and and practice my English. It was a lot of fun, man. Yeah. Anyways, I, was, I digress. No, that's fair. We're drinking Alpha Bomb. Big rig still Alpha Bomb. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's actually not too hoppy because I'm it's, on that scale of I fucking do not appreciate hops. But uh, <laughs> this isn't too bad. You're like this has got more of the fruit. Takes the edge off. I can push this with a, a wedge of lime. It's almost a like lemon. a mango pineapple mix. Hey, pineapple juice in this would be incredible. Yeah. How do you guys decide what beers to drink? You know what? I just I just like lots of beer, and I go around, and anytime I go by a microbrewery or like a little place, I'll always stop and pick up a few. Okay. And so knowing that we we like to drink when we record, I always have decided two so new ones to yeah. try. So that's why you guys like to talk about beer on your podcast. Yeah, just, well, yeah they're off the top. I'd like to mention this this Costco Kirkland brand carbonated spring water. Oh, it's very nice. Have you tried Italy? Because if it was up to me, my sponsor would be like Jose Cuervo yeah. and like Bubbly. Okay? Because like, that would be the lockdown We're right tequila sodas We're just up in tequila this Tequila sodas? What's going on? You know? Now, now that Costco's been mentioned on this show, uh, they're officially a sponsor. Costco, you owe us money. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's right. Thank you. Uh, by the way, I love my ADD because we started talking about hops and then I started talking about a teacher in Nova Scotia. Like, that's the connection. <laughs> was she hot? Yeah. Hot? I don't remember. I was don't remember? No, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like, I was just like, don't get beat up and learn English. Okay. Kind of jumping back into where we left off. Um, yeah. You mentioned that, that your son told you around like 18 months. As, yeah, as soon as he could talk, he was like, I want a peanut like you. Yeah. I'm a boy. Now, you did like you shared kind of your son's coming out story publicly only about two or three months ago. So yeah. like there is a long period of time between there. And like yeah. and I know that privacy and you you guys know. No, it's yourself, not it's not, like, not, not the privacy, it's that I wanted to understand it myself before I talked about it to others. Yeah. First of all, most of my friends on Facebook are actually my friends. That's why I have, uh, I mean, it's a lot now because I have like almost 200, but I think 150 of them is the friggin' comedy community, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, other comedians yeah, who are going like, to shit on you and yeah, your yeah. real friends are going to be like, who the fuck are these exactly. people? Yeah. Why are you friends with them? These are the worst people yeah. alive. Why are they always po- like posting this weird Trump stuff? Yeah. <laughs> I have about 50 friends and the rest are my comedy friends, which are my friends. Like I said, when we're on stage, we talk about things very honestly. Yeah. Um, before I, I mentioned that on Facebook and had all these questions, I really wanted to know about it. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to talk out of turn or say something stupid because... That's why you're here, That's why you're here. For a lot of people, this is the first time they're hearing about it. Yeah. So if you're just like, I don't know what happened. He was walking down the stairs and he fell down and now he's a boy. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's science. Like, yeah. Science. Gross yeah. science. So they're like, okay, never fall down the stairs. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, so it took a long time because I had to talk about it with my wife. I had to make sure we're on the same page, right? Because she wasn't like, you're going to hell, right? I wanted to, yeah. like, is she on board? Am I on board? Is this going to be okay? How are we going to do this going forward? 
what kind of school he's going to start, right? Because we didn't talk about it much when he was a preschool. It was more when he was at the public school. And then we had to talk about it because then, you know, there is they have gender-neutral bathrooms, mm-hmm. but they also have boy and girl, whatever you call it, male, female, sorry, boy and girl. You, you know what I'm right. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he always insisted on going into the male washrooms. And so we had to talk to the teachers about that because his name is Lily. Like, we, 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 you know what I mean? Like, I went through 10,000 names to pick Lily. Liliana, you know what I mean? Our my first daughter, we picked an Arab name. My second child, we we picked a Portuguese name in honor of my wife. So um, we just call him Lil now, like a rapper. Lil, 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 Lil Easy like or Lil whatever, right? Lil, 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 Lil shit this through. Lil right? anyway, B. Yeah, Lil B. Yeah. <laughs> Lil B. Lil B. Yeah. That's honestly, I never had to change my name for the stage because Austin B just flows off the yeah, tongue. Yeah, Austin B. Exactly. Matthew Champ. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a champ, son. Chris Kingsbury. Yeah. It's all good. So, um, You're one K short. That's why we didn't really mention it. And it took a while because the books take a long time for me to read. And talking to friends is not something I could do overnight i had to sometimes talk about it more down the line so you have to start the process slowly like we started buying him boys clothes and he wanted to dress more like me and my my wife has a way better fashion sense than me so she started getting him nice things now he's got like really nice kicks like jordan's got like a nice little hat he's got you know good nice shirts dress shirts ties so that process was a bit of a iterative step right because we were thinking we could save money by giving hand-me-downs and now you can't you got to buy two separate now that he's bigger it won't matter anyways um and then we started talking to the doctors you know and then yeah. it's a it's a can we do it now no they're too young can we so that also took a while it wasn't until we started getting appointments or scheduling appointments and mm-hmm. we had talked to the school and the principal and the teachers knew that we were like it's probably time we tell you know everybody else so okay so I've, I've got like two questions that pop up and they're totally unrelated questions. So I'll yeah. try to remember the second question. The first question. 43. Okay. Well, is that, is that from the book? Hitchhiker's there? Guide yeah, to the Galaxy? Yeah, like 42. 42. Damn it, I 42. suck. <laughs> my forte. What's up with you? Go on. Um, so, so this, this, this come, this conversation happens. How did the conversation happen with your wife? Like who broached it first? Like how did you guys sit down and have this? <laughs> it was like... When you were changing our youngest child, did you ever drop them on the floor by accident? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, like, you're hearing this at the same time, right? Like, I want a penis, like, dad, and I, yeah, yeah. I bet, like, at first, like, there's some giggles about it. Like, yeah. if my child's first word is penis, I'm gonna giggle. Yeah, I, I think honestly, we just sort of looked at each other and said, I think this is something we have to take a look at. The one thing that I've loved about my wife is. She's brought me out of my shell. She was a very, she's like, um, I don't know. She's almost like a little forest fairy. She just runs around very carefree, very happy. She works with kids. She loves people, you know, mm-hmm. and I grew up very strict and I didn't have a lot of friends and I went to school. I went to school all the way through. I, I had night school. I, I had school through the summers. Engineering was a bitch to go through. I have a degree and a diploma too. So I went to college and university. So I didn't have a life and she brought me out of my shell. And she kind of made me be easy with myself. And now I have a very go-with-the-flow attitude. Mm-hmm. And it's helped me getting older because I see some people not dealing with this new shit. And now I'm, like, more chill. You, you are the accumulation of who you choose to be in contact with. Yeah, because yeah. I guess the internet books and my wife. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Good choices. No. You're like, oh. Well, like, you know, podcasting. So we just, yeah. we just started, you know, broaching. We're like, um... I think this is something that they feel strongly about. So we should. Also, my child 
is strong in personality. He takes after my wife. Um, so I would just be like, hey, sweetie, do you want so-and-so? And then I'd say, oh, she wants this. And he'd be like, I'm a he, you know, after yeah. a while. So like, I'm a boy, you know, put the, put this on. This is a girl color. And I was like, there's no fucking boy and girl color. Colors, but yeah. Whatever, bro. I'll give you what, what you what you want to wear. Let's go, little beast. Let's yeah. go. Let's yeah. Go. And he would see me. He's like, Dad's wearing pink. I'm like, I like pink. My favorite color is red. I love red. So yeah. he, so he kind of got used to that. But it wasn't like a conversation we had. It was more whenever something popped up, I would go with it and she would go with it. And mm-hmm. so there was never a big discussion that needed to happen. You know what okay. I mean? Like we had a bigger discussion about bacon than we had about my son. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because she was like, I know you don't eat pork, but I, I like pork. Pork is my life, right? And uh, so can I cook it in the house? And I'm like, no, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but now I, because of my kids, I, I learned how to cook bacon. I learned how to actually barbecue sardines as well. Which oh, is very nice. Good. That's very, very, uh, yeah, she, she bacala, loves, yeah, brass. Yeah, 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 yeah. She loves, uh, loves Portuguese. Yeah. So you haven't told your parents? My parents, honestly, we haven't spoken to them in six years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't really talk about it much. Like, uh, they were, let's put it this way. They're mad at me because I didn't marry a Muslim person. And we've had a lot of issues. And I tried for about uh, eight years to make it work. And then I hit a point where I realized that I could try to maintain a stressed relationship and lose my wife. Or have a conversation with my parents by saying, please don't make me choose. Because if you make me choose, I'm leaving. I have to just stay with my family. Like, I can't get a divorce because you want me. You know what I mean? Like, like life is fucking tough without your own parents making it tough. Hell yeah. And for the first eight years, they were one of the biggest stressors. And one of the, un- t- like, never talked about things is my mom was Look, I don't know if she is or not. I'm not a doctor, but she seems to have characteristics of a bipolar person. (laughs) Excuse me. So when she's happy, she's super happy. When she's sad, she gets super depressed. She'll go in her room for like days and then come out at night when no one's around and then go back in. So, and then anger, the anger is really strong. So, and it just kept on happening. And I remember when I first noticed it, when she hit menopause, apparently you can develop those kinds of quirks mm-hmm. in, in when you and I was like you should go see somebody but my dad's like I don't believe in psychologists or psychiatrists there's nothing wrong with he's, he's old school you know what yeah, I'm saying yeah, like yeah. he was yeah. rough he, he, he grew up in like you gotta like say, 11 year old freedom. yeah like yeah. You, you talk to anyone in a developing world and they're like fucking think about what like I just gotta make the rent and not die you know what I mean like yeah. there's a lot of shit I, got, I have to deal with so he doesn't believe in that, so she never looked into it. So as she got older, it became hard and harder to have conversations with her. Mm-hmm. And to the point where there was some violence there. And then the very last time we talked, I, I made her promise that there wouldn't be any violence when she was in the house. And there was. And then I came home, and I was like, we can't do this. And then it spilled out. She's like, I forgave you, but I lied. She, she, she does that a lot. She forgives me. Then we be then we get to know each other and then and then she's like no forget it I never forgave you and then it, the the back and forth the back and forth finally I was like I'm done but I gave her a bunch of warnings before I was done yeah. and then when I finished I just finished so we haven't really my my I couldn't uh, expose my wife to verbal abuse yeah. and, and veiled threats and I didn't want my daughter to grow up in a house knowing violence because yeah. I knew it growing up and it really affected me for yeah. a long time to get over it. So she doesn't know about my second kid because we conceived him uh, when we weren't speaking to okay. her. Yeah. But I'll be honest with you, if she knows about him, I'm not really, like, if she doesn't accept my wife just because she's a different religion, like... Yeah, yeah. take off. 
It's not like she's a witch or whatever you call it, Wiccan. You know what I mean? Like we're, it's literally this, it's such a close religion. We share so many of the same prophets. Like if you can't get along with a Christian person, that's pretty much a Muslim person. Like it's the same God. Yeah. It's the same God. You guys don't eat the pork. Awesome for us. Yeah, more exactly. rare. It's like, yo, you make it all. And I eat it all. Thank like, you for hot dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, so, but I'm not. I don't keep kosher. Well, I shouldn't say kosher because that's the Jewish term. I don't keep halal. halal yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't like. Um, that's no pork, and that's blessed. Everything. You have to kill the animal a certain way. Yeah, for me, it's like we're the offering the, the animal right. either way. I don't think he gives or she gives a shit how we're gonna kill it. You think the animal's like, yo, 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 yo? You gotta use a knife and slit my throat and let me bleed on the ground before you eat me, son. Which is halal, by the way. That's what you're supposed to do. You, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because that's what they do to cows. They just shoot them in the head and yeah. they get tense and they say it's not a good thing and there's blood in the meat and you're not supposed to eat that way. So that's yeah. what halal. Is. Apparently, Whoa. bullets they can hear it, so it's it's an air compressor. Oh yeah, yeah. I should read a whole book about Temple Grandin. Who is, I think she's on the spectrum of autism and yeah, she came yeah. up with a really nice way to to make it not so nervous for the cows on their way to like slaughter what's gonna oh. happen. Yeah, it's really cool. She's a an amazing they did like an like HBO series about her. I read the book again, I didn't I didn't see it. Yeah, so yeah. There you go. Fucking TV awesome, for Matthew. <laughs> books were awesome. Well audiobooks, honestly. I have such a long drive because I drive forty K each way. I'm yeah. I'm on the road like two plus hours a day. Double, that's double. where I develop all my comedy because I talk about it in the car and I record yeah. it and that's where I listen to all the audiobooks. The last audiobook I listened to was uh Sun Tzu is the art of war. That's pretty cool too. Yeah. But I find some of that stuff is like so, like it's almost like reading a religious book. You have to like understand the symbolism because if you take it literally, you're like yeah, wow. no, yeah, it's, it's yeah it'll know like the culture and the time as well. Too. Yeah, the, yeah, that book has been translated into super amounts of uh, other things, like for business atmospheres yeah. and for uh, personal lives and yeah. endeavors. And I've read, it. I've read yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I've, like, I've even read this, the uh, Communist Manifesto, which is interesting to but It's weird because I don't know what to say. I read anymore because like you read it and people think you're like part of that thing. Yeah, you know right. Like, like if, if I like read you picked that, up the Hunger Games, you're like. Yeah. yeah, you're like a fascist or yeah, yeah. It's, to understand the whole idea of it, you have to have read it, right? Yeah. Just because you read it doesn't mean you but agree with it. In today's atmosphere, you can't even have open dialogue because even to consider having open dialogue gets you being accused of the extreme version of whatever you're trying to talk about. So so let's talk about that kind of with with trans issues because yeah. um, politics right now, Maxim Bernier tweeted a bunch of shit about trans. I didn't and, hear about that. <laughs> uh, what is it? I, I screen- stay away from that shit. I screenshotted it. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Did you say it? Um, so he calls it the transgender fad that's being promoted by the far left isn't about fighting discrimination. It's a pretext to attack free speech, parental rights, and give government more power over our lives. Jordan Peterson was absolutely right when he warned us years ago. Uh, this is this is a politician who in Canada was runner up to becoming like the leader of the Conservative Party Party of Canada. Yeah. And he only lost by like two percent of the vote, right? Like wow. it was like fifty one percent Andrew like Shear. Like yeah, well that's what they deserve, right? Fifty one percent for Andrew Shear, forty nine percent for like Maxim Bernie. But that's my point about the extreme. The extreme gets people Pass- out of their seats yeah. passionate in the yeah, wrong way yeah by the way Both he's completely way. misquoting jordan peterson because one thing i like to do is listen to all sides i mm-hmm. i listen to jordan peterson I've, I've listened to his lectures i listen to the far left and the far right mm-hmm. and they all have their points usually it's somewhere in between unfortunately <laughs> he's misquoting him because yeah. jordan peterson's biggest thing was that if i don't want to use the pronoun i don't want to be forced to do it and then it was a whole fiasco with the university mm-hmm. he didn't say 
the gender pronoun use is making us give our rights to the who like this this I swear to God it sounds American. First of really? all, I don't know who the fuck he is, so thanks God, I don't know who he is. That's so, all out of the politics. Number two on the I don't know. conservative national. But party. no, he no, he's not anymore because he went and started his own party. He's the leader of the People's Party of Canada now. Yeah. And let me guess, he duck steps over lines all the time and he waves his right hand. Right? You know what worries me about that is more and more of these people are getting a foothold in politics <sighs> and power because something is happening. It's a big paradigm shift. Something is happening that's going to continue happening is there are no more super rich nations. There is, as the world becomes more standard, the rich nations are coming down and the developing nations are coming up, but we're all kind of in between and not going to rise to the top because there's a big loss of a lot of jobs to automation and a continual loss. Like there could be one out of four jobs lost in the next 20 years to AI. So like when you don't have a job and you're bitter, you're going to, you don't want to look at that. Like the one thing I like about Jordan Peterson, he says is the solution is usually so fucking complicated. And the issue is even more complicated that it's too hard to have sound bites about it in politics. So all people do is reduce it to these little caricatures Mm -hmm. of extreme this and extreme that and it makes people think like oh yeah i don't have a job because fucking immigrants took them you know what i mean like that's what it is like the what does trump say the mexicans or whatever so yeah the bad hombres yeah exactly and then you're coming in stealing your jobs raping your woman but that's a tale that's a tale as old as time yeah exactly but that's a tale as old as time that still fucking works though because it's how we criminalize drugs in north america right yeah that's true it was all about criminalizing i like portugal's way by the way for my wife they just decriminalized it they didn't necessarily legalize it they just decriminalized it so we're not gonna put you in jail for it but you're sick. But well, we're not going to have, like, dispensaries of every fucking drug you can think of. No. We're just not going to put you in jail for it. And yeah. then I find that as a much more easygoing... No, for sure. I'm My background is in addictions with youth, right? So, like, Portugal's 2003 model is 100% where it's at. Uh, just that idea of decriminalization. They saw, like, fucking rehab rates going up by, like, 100%, right? Because yeah. the option was, like, hey, you're not going to jail. But there's always going to be a bad yeah. versus yeah. you show up to get like go to rehab today. You're, in, like, you're just going to increase fucking the, sit on a wait list. the uh, crime and the the illegal yeah. money in whatever, whether it's prostitution or drugs or whatever you I don't know what the PC word for. So you know what I'm saying? Like sex work. When you decriminalize it. Right, you don't have to make it legal, but when you decriminalize it, it takes the element and the fear of going to jail. So you have some woman on the street that's vulnerable, being taken advantage of. They can't go to the cops because they're going to arrest her for what she's doing. Meanwhile, how did she end up there in the first place? You know yeah. it's, so, it's, it's exploitation at a human level. All this yeah. to say, drugs, same thing too. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to feel about his tweet. I don't really know who he is. I don't really care to be honest with you. <laughs> I like that. People are going to vote the way they want to vote. Yeah. Like, I'm not necessarily happy with Ford, you know, running Ontario, but I wasn't happy with Wynn and some of the stuff she did either. I don't know what the good choice is anymore, to be honest with you. Mm. I don't know what the fuck it is. Like, I voted NDP. They yeah, got a lot of here. fucking faults too. Like, yeah. and I, I, I I don't know. And whenever I see things like that, I kind of tend to ignore it because I'm more worried about the immediate because I hear it. Like I heard it the other day where someone is like, I can't get medical coverage for this, but if I want to chop my fucking dick off, the government's going to pay for it. And it's like, dude, do you think someone is saying that? But this is to me in an area that's supposed to be work related. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jesus Christ, if you got the balls to say it at that point, 
our ovaries. Like this isn't something you read on Twitter. This yeah. is something someone said you to your face. To, so that's more what I'm worried about. And I'd rather take the time to educate one person mm-hmm. at a time because they might have a more direct impact on my child because they can immediately do okay. something. So well, you educate one person, you might them. be educating the one person that's going to go and spout bullshit online, right? Yeah. As well. Also, when you see an, a comment that, was, that extreme, like what did Dave Chappelle say? He's like the like you, you he has he's I know he gets a lot of flack, but he was saying I have so much respect for trans people. Because he was like, if you're if you're willing to chop your dick off, right, and we'll lose it, 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 like you must, the conviction you have to look at it. We're all guys here, right? There is nothing I love so much that I believe in so strongly in the world that I'm willing to cut my dick off. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It's yes, it's absolutely. I, and I love my kids to death. I will die for them, but I will not chop my penis off for them. So if you're willing to do that, your conviction of what you want to be... And what you perceive is, yourself as, is, and will is, yourself to be... That's your yeah. being. It's not like that's who you want to be, so let them be. Like That's a fucking strong conviction. That's not like... I used to be in this party, and now I want to switch over. You're like, no, dude, like this, <laughs> no, you can't go back no, from no, that. No, takes these backseats. You can't no, go back no, from that. Fair. It's not like you can just flip flop like it's Star Trek. When you Part make that fun. decision, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. When you make the decision, you're going through it all the way. You know, when you get a mastectomy, is that what it's called? Yeah, m- yeah, mastectomy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like when you chop that off as a female tra- uh, transitioning over, like that's a big thing you know what i'm saying like it's it's like and i i started i've seen some shows about people going through those operations and what to go it's your body goes through motherfucking hell mm-hmm. it's messed up and you have to respect them for it but funny enough when you realize the level of it your view is always going to be your view because someone will be like well if it's that fucking hard then it's unnatural so why don't you just stay the way you are natural so like there's there's, there's always that i don't know what to say to make people See it. All I can tell you is that when it comes down to it, stop telling other people what to do. That's right. That's how I like to live my life. And I'm friends with a lot of religious people and a lot of liberal people on very ends of the spectrum, as well as everything in between. The one thing we all have in common is we don't have to understand something to entertain the idea and just accept it. And Mm -hmm. that's something that's lacking you know it, it's that's basically a record of what plato or aristotle said where it's like the 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 mark of intelligence is being able to entertain an idea without accepting it or whatever he likes comprehension is not yeah. like if cooperation exactly if you're super religious and you want to go i have family like the godparents of our children go to church every sunday i don't have to understand that but i i can respect that yeah and i'll talk to them about it when they give Noah books to my children for Christmas and all that stuff. Like I'm not gonna learn like, how to build a boat, yeah. yeah. But I'm not gonna be an asshole about it. No. I keep those books. I read them to my kids. I want to expose them to everything. Let them figure Make it them out. Figure it out. Yeah. Let them yeah. figure it out. So and, and if anything else, it's just like it's another piece of culture and history that people have adapted, right? Yeah. yeah. So what are you worried about, anyways? Like I don't. Why are people so angry? Like it, it's not. What have we been? been like we don't why have are we so barbarian angry? hordes at the gate that are going to sack and pillage the city and rape and kill everybody. We live in one of the most peaceful times in the history of everything that we know. Granted, but I think we've slowly watched decay of something of a dream that has been way bigger than us. And we've been left out of a pie and we're doing it for what? And we're poisoning this place. And 
subversively we're all just kind of accepting it for this long? No, I'm not. Yeah, Come but on. here's the thing. There's an underlying totem. To why. quote Carling, the earth doesn't give a fuck about you. No, exactly. It was here long before us. It'll be here long after us. I'm trying to make us. this environmentally, but <laughs> it'll be here long after us. So I agree with you, and I totally want to do something about it, but more for me, because... I, uh, I don't want to die in a volcano or a tornado of these crazy weather, and I don't want my kids growing up yeah. in an uninhabitable world where we start war over drinking water. But that being said, the Earth is fine, bro. The Earth is going to be like, yeah, fuck yeah, you guys. It'll be here long after. Have you guys been around for 20,000 years? I've been around for 4.5 billion People years. are angry, though, because just look at subversively, we've all been being screwed over hey, bro, for there's dollars, There's right? no such like, thing as climate change. For sure. Whatever you... The Earth is flat. <laughs> there is no space. Those are just lights up yeah. there, right? Right? There are people... I've had debates. Oh, my God. Uh, my wife's best friend was dating this dude. Holy shit. He just talked my ear off for... Literally, we were trying to have dinner. An hour and 20 minutes straight of, like, flat earth shit. Oh, boom, wow. Boom, you boom, boom, flat boom, 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 boom. Anyway, you're just inundating me with, like, a wave of verbal feces that I can't counteract. Yeah. Because every time I try to disprove something obvious... You got like I don't know what to tell them because part of some of the stuff I did in school was calibrating satellites and if you don't take a look at the rotation of the Earth for certain time differentiations, fuck that. Shooting a bullet if you shoot it far enough, you gotta drop gravity and the curvature. I don't know what to do. That's why you click up on your sights. I'm out. I'm out. I'm just like okay, forget it. So that being said, if people still believe the Earth is flat, there are always people that are gonna believe what they're gonna believe, man. That's right. That's right. What do you? What do you? you know me. Whenever I meet anyone, I like to give you a... First, I ask if you're okay with it. And then when you're okay, then that's fine. I like to give you a hug. I'm, I'm very friendly. I don't have anything... I just... I want to kind of make that more of the norm. Because I feel like the extreme is out there and I don't know what to do. Unfortunately, I, I can't hug everybody in Canada. But I'm hoping the politicians can kind of come up with something more togetherness. But I don't know, man. I don't know where it's going. But I feel like we're going to hit... A, 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 like a trough before we hit high up. I think where this social media is so new and it's controlling so much of what we're doing and the in the AI in the background that keeps people going towards more extreme things that we have to figure a way to understand that and then we'll get better. Swing the pendulum back we'll in get direction. better. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's always like that in, in a lot of things. I mean, for all we know, we could just develop AI and it'll just take over everything and we'll be obsolete. Yeah, know. you know... Like that's to me, my biggest worry is like big shit. Like uh, if, if, if someone's like, I have this or I have that or I, I identify with this, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You know, what's more important. Like, I love you. We can talk about it when you want to talk about it, but I don't think about it at home. I think about climate change. I think about AI taking over everything, losing jobs, people not having enough to pay, you know, like wars, potential wars, like all this stuff. You know, I, I'm worried about being in a city where you can't even breathe the air on certain days where it's so hot because it's so like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of, of corporations taking over drinking water. So now it's like a commodity and, and, and something that you need to live is now you have to pay for, mm-hmm. not pay like we do here where it's you, you, you like, dude, we have fucking drinking water coming out of our toilet. Like, do you know how blessed we are? I like, know. We're so yeah, yeah. blessed as a nation. I, I can't, I can't. Cause I, I, I specialize in wastewater and yeah. water like that boggles my mind I, I come from a country of desert desert where wars get started over such a little water like yeah. let's just appreciate that let's just be happy dude no for sure for yeah sure. absolutely that's yeah, all just, I, I just don't know. a big thank you to the world when we get up in the morning yeah. i don't know I, you know like i i do my part by peeing in the shower 
Good for you. I'm sure your wife appreciates that. <laughs> While she's there. Just dance I'll, around it, sweet. Dance around it. <laughs> I'm, I'm well hydrated. You can't even see it. That's right. That's right. So good, yeah. Did you take vitamins? That's way too fluorescent yellow. It smells like hops. <laughs> it smells like hops. No, I, the one advice I can tell you, or not even a piece of advice, is that one of the nicest things about having a child is it makes you see the world in a different way. And I'm not talking about this whole like parent-child relationship, but... The way a child from a blank slate approaches something from an unhindered, unbiased, unaffected sort of view really makes you look at the world in a different way. And we are busy. Like, we're so fucking busy between a job and a daycare and making dinner, doing laundry, mowing the lawn and fixing this and paying the bills. But take the time. Take the time to listen to your child mm-hmm. because it will make you see the world in a whole different way. And each of my children teach me something different every day. Not just like one of the biggest things my boy taught me was this whole transgender issue and not an issue, but just the whole transgender topic in, in general. But then my older daughter taught me all about the, the, the finer things in life. Like I love getting my nails painted now with her, mm-hmm. you know, or like getting some manicures or putting on nice, clothing you know and, and going to a restaurant like there are you don't have to be like that's fucking superficial you could be like you know we can indulge ourselves once in a while for that you know yeah, and lean into it yeah, yeah you know like just there's a it's it's a bad attitude okay that's what it is i like, like that um i got my second question now. yeah yeah you like how i like, take a fucking 45 minutes answer i like it i like <laughs> it and you actually you touched a little bit on the second question uh the answer in in that last little bit there. I'm going to do the... Not the last little Before bit. you go, I just realized that that's a Harry Potter shirt. Dude, it took me long enough. Team Griffin. Griffin. Jesus Christ, Tim I'm Griffin. slow. Yeah. hi He had to reclaim some sort of sweater from this girl <laughs> upstairs. Because his girl, true. his hoodie's got ganked. So well, actually, like, actually her mom gave me this at Christmas. Oh, awesome. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You got to hold on to it because I lost all my clothes. And then, like, after a decade of marriage, I'm like, I'm bringing that shit back. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, those cultures got lost and they came back to power. Like, I'm coming back to power. <laughs> well, <I've laughs> Leave only, the cargo shorts at home. That's I've right. only <laughs> just started getting into sweats. But, oh, like, yeah, yeah. I only got my first pair of sweatpants since I, like, because I never had sweatpants after I was like 10 years old. No? No, I was just Dude, always You don't jeans. know what you're missing. Come but over to my house. I got a drawer full of them. I literally just got my first pair of sweats, sweats from, from, from <laughs> the agency. And it's the name of your first album. It is. Sweatpants yeah. and Hugs. Son! <laughs> I like that. Uh, sweatpants the, and Hugs, bitch. The agency I'm a therapist at, at Christmas, they gave me like a pair of their sweatpants and yeah. I just. They're well, nice, dude. And now I only wear this. Sweatpants, sweatpants are like a godsend. They're so like, oh my god. But yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I, I rock this. a towel. When I get home, I rock a no, towel. No, I have children. They're gonna be care. like, Dad, put that away. Why is it? Ew, like, you know, it's... I wear towels. It's very nice. It's not just I'm wearing... I had to like, buy this online, towel. and this fucking shirt cost me 40 bucks because it was in the U.S. and shipping, but I'm, I'm so glad I got it. I love Final Space. Dude, there's so much cool things in the city. Like, I, I, I keep going about it. Like, I don't want to dwell on mean shit because there's so much cool shit. Yeah, like, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Make, the, question. the animation thing, the people that make the cartoon are in this city. I got to interview them. Oh, yeah, Take yeah, off. yeah. yeah From man. Final Space? Jam Studios. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my other favorite show, Hilda, is made from the other place, Mercury Works, Mercury Filmworks. Oh, nice. I got to go on a tour. That's the one perk about working for Apartment 613. You get to go, and they're like, here's your press passes, and then you get to even fucking like Blues Fest, here's your press passes, go cover some shit. I love it. Wu-Tang this year. No way. Yeah. Yeah. When? When, 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 when? Uh, July 13th. I'm going to get fucking tickets. We're there. We're there. Are you? It's Wu-Tang and Snoop Dogg. I wish I could baby wear. 
I just, because I, I I'm keeping on my kids. Maybe okay, I can bust. maybe wear my uh, younger one. He's getting about 40, 42 pounds, but I'll just feel like I'm carrying a sack of flour or something. But uh, yeah. Dude, remind me later on because I want to get tickets. I want right. to take my whole family. But, nice. okay. What's number two. All right, all right. So, we just went super positive, and the question's kind of like more in the negative. When you were saying that, like, that coworker came at you and had that, like, stupid comment. Yeah. Um, like, you guys have have gone to the schools. Like your the people at the school know that the students are all very respectful. Has there been any pushback? Not from the teachers. Okay. The teachers have been awesome and wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And my first daughter went to Catholic school, and there's no like people. Oh, it's a religious school. They're gonna have issues. No, they don't, man. The Catholic school is wonderful, but. We wanted to put our kids in French immersion, and I didn't know the Catholic school stops it from one to four. So we, we put both of them in a public school. They've been great. Like, they even suggested books that we could read to them at home, and then they read some of those books at school to the whole class. Like, I think there's one called Blue Crayon, where it's got red wrapping, but it feels blue. So it's like, you are you think you're something else, but you're not who, you know, who okay. you're labeled as you are. It was a very nice way to let a four-year-old come to grasp with the concept of being transgender. It's yeah. a good, good, awesome yeah. book. Um, not to be confused with The Day All the Crayons Left, which is also a fun book of mine. Uh, yeah. But uh, they've been wonderful. The kids sometimes have to be reminded, but the teachers usually correct them. Um, sometimes there's going to be issues. I love that. But it doesn't matter because you have to also respect other people. What like This public school is, is not as homogenous as, as a Catholic school. There are people that go to that school that cover everything, that won't touch a man, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, whatever religious thing. So, I can't force that on them. You know what I'm saying? As long as they're not being violent or mean or rude in a certain way, they can believe what they want to believe. But it's important that everybody gets to be themselves in that school. And that's all that matters. So, I would say they've been wonderful for okay. that. Yeah, it's that's been awesome. really good. Very good. <coughs> Do you have any, like, um, worries or anxieties about some of the things that Little B is going to go through? All the fucking time. I get so stressed out that sometimes I lie awake pretty much the whole night. I actually don't tell my wife that. She's not going to listen to this, hopefully, so she'll be fine. Um, I panic, dude, because I always... My mind races about every possibility, so when I think about something, I go to the all extremes, whether it's the good or the bad, and I have to see what's happening, and I'm always worried about it. And all I can do is prepare my child and hope for the best. And one of the things I'm going to do, they're a bit too young now, but when he's six, I find four, five, even six are a bit too young, we're all going to start taking jujitsu as a family. I was always planning on on it when I found out I had girls anyways, because I just figured... Because the patriarchy. Yeah. And one I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah, and you, you, you yeah. see me. I'm six feet. I've never weighed more than 145 pounds. And I'm almost 40. Like, this is as big as I get. So as a man, I'm a very smallish man. And one thing that helped me was taking Taekwondo when I was younger. I, the bullying stopped the day I took Taekwondo. Not because I had to use it, but just when they know, they're like, we're going to leave this guy alone because he knows something. So I was going to take jiu-jitsu because that seems to be the best martial arts where your size doesn't matter. Uh. And I'm always worried that if my daughter's with a boyfriend that gets a bit too frisky, I can't always be there. And I don't want to deal with he said, she said, because the rape laws may be clear, but it is so hard to get a fucking conviction, even in Canada, for rape. I keep reading it in the news and that puts worries in my head. If she can fuck up your arm because you're trying to rape her, 
I feel like that's my that's a win. Fan. That's a win. Yeah. Or for my son, if he's in a locker room and the kids are gonna fucking. Because my wife, she she's just like, did you remember this movie where the girl used pretended to be a boy and then the boys found out and they fucking raped her at the end? And I was like, why'd you tell me that? <laughs> I'm not gonna sleep now. Jeez. So that was in my head. So yeah. I'm like, you just I'm just gonna teach him how to defend himself and I'm gonna teach him humor. Okay. And I'm gonna teach him as much as I can and then it's up to him to learn because. One of the best things that's helped me in a lot of tough situations is I find if you can crack a joke, you can usually get yourself out of most situations. Oh boy, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. So if he can, you know, because when you, when you come at someone with hate, when they give you hate, it never goes anywhere. You know, mm-hmm. unlike math, two negatives don't make a positive. So no. you have to find a way to kind of pay it forward and take the high road and help. And in comedy always, man, I'm telling you, like, I mean, we're all comedians. I'm, I'm speaking to the choir, but just cracking those jokes because the common person can't fucking like, they come up with jokes. You're like, dude, that wouldn't even make half the room laugh. So you, you know, we have the capability. So now that he's growing up with me and he has my sense of humor already, I keep cracking jokes. I keep using sarcasm so that he understands that humor, making fun of things in a good way. You know, like, and he just learned that the other day he said something. He goes, my sister got mad. I just was making fun. I'm like, yeah, but you made fun and you hurt her feelings. <laughs> you were punching down. You were punching yeah. down. Yeah. I was trying to explain punching down to my five-year-old. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was sorry, to, to my four-year-old. Yeah. Like, just forget He's going to be five yeah. um, soon. So, so like, it, they're just, but if you're teaching a four-year-old punching up, punching down. By the time they're in fucking whatever middle school, they're going to be comedians themselves. Yeah, so yeah, like, junior high, love their yeah. Netflix. And we'll be like, boom, bastards. And I know nothing about jujitsu, so we're going to go to a place and we're going to bond as a family because the family that, that plays together stays together yeah, yeah, yeah. and we're going to get exercise and we're going to learn how to defend ourselves. Okay. Ryan right. Belleville and uh, James Uloth are big jujitsu okay, cool. guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's a nice martial art. It's not hard on your knees. Like my knees really got fucked up from Taekwondo. I did it mm-hmm. for so many years and the repetitive boxing, your elbows, your wrists, so it's a bit bad for your back, but if they don't go all out, I find jujitsu is the the easiest on your body and the best for defending yourself. You really like look at UFC, yeah. right? When Hoist Gracie came on, he fucked everybody up with his jiu-jitsu. And he wasn't even the biggest one. He was 160 pounds. And he used to fuck up, like, 300-pound dudes. Like, it's it's a good martial arts. So, yeah. that answer your question? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. That's, that's good. Um... You know, as as we kind of like kind of start to wrap up the conversation, I really kind of want us to talk a little bit about what resources might be out there for uh, for trans youth about, or maybe resources out there for parents of trans youth. And uh, do you know any the of the hospital thing? I don't know much about. When we see the specialist at Chio, she or he, I can't remember, is going to give us uh, a list of websites to go to. So I don't know websites off the top of my head. What I do know is. The first thing you can do is talk to your friends and family mm-hmm. so they don't make that child feel awkward. And if you have anyone that feels strongly about it, don't force them. Just be like, this is how we are. And if you can't accept that and it's too much for you, I understand if you don't want to come around anymore. But I'm going to fully support my child in the way they are. Uh, we haven't had to have that talk. Uh, people just got along. So talk to your friends. Talk to your family. Do little things like try to get them a few pieces of clothing here and there. Try to use the right pronoun. Um, talk to the teachers at school, you know, like, especially with the whole, like, there's such a hubbub about gender neutral washrooms in public places. Dude, 
There is a gender-neutral washroom in every fucking in house in the world. Yeah. It's not even gender-neutral. My cats can use a litter box in that washroom. It's species, open, whatever. Yeah. So I don't know if people get hung up on that, but that tends to be an issue when you're at restaurants or when you're in public school. Speak to the teachers. Have them speak to the class. Have them address it maybe with a story like this blue crayon or purple crayon yeah. thing. Um, talk to the principal so they're aware of it. Uh, speak to your family doctor. Begin the long process of getting uh, um, related to a specialist. Audiobooks are the easiest thing to do. There's so many good books like Being Jazz and The History. Well, maybe not The History. It's kind of dry, but I read them all. Yeah. Um, watch a few movies just to give you... Like, we all watch tearjerkers that affect us in some certain way on a deep level. We can also do that with something we don't understand that could affect you, like uh, a case of a transgender youth and their story in a movie. That could also help you out, too. Movies, audiobooks, books. Um, so what I'm hearing is the crying game. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Is that where they pulled down pants and it was the uh, penis that came out? No, that might be Sleepaway Camp. Okay. I that, was, that was Sleepaway Camp. That was Sleepaway Camp. Because that was the Those are probably two of the okay, worst sorry. ones to I've watch. I've never seen The Crying okay. Game. I've never seen... I haven't seen The Crying Game. So the movie I saw that I remember was, it's a dad that transitioned, and then he finds out that he has a son he never knew about, and his oh. son's a drug addict, and it's their journey of getting to know each other. And that was a really cool, interesting movie. Um, another one that is on my playlist is called About a Girl or the Girl. It's the one that... The boy transitioned to a girl, and then she wanted to be in ballet, and it's her story of what happens. I haven't watched it yet, so I don't know if it's good or not, but just I've generally like... I've watched Black Swan. It doesn't You definitely watch that for yeah. that scene with... Uh, Any movie about, life, about a life journey or a particular a, achievement of yeah. someone is really good. It'll, yeah. it'll show you the pluses, but I found being jazz was helpful because there was a lot of questions about the drugs that I didn't know about. Okay. How it affects you, when it affects you, testosterone versus, you know, and, and, and more than one book I read, there was another one. It was a short story. It was a bunch of short stories, I think seven or eight with, with a teenagers. I don't know. Um, I feel bad, but I went to the Ottawa Public Library and I got all these books for free. I just put transgender into the search keyword. I don't know if you can do that now, but there was two that I that I that I looked at. One was being jazz, the other one was seven stories about people that were transgender. Okay. And some of them were really sad, some of them were really helpful. And I, I realized that the people that were in poor neighborhoods couldn't shelter themselves as easily because Sometimes the school wasn't like compliant with them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know what I mean. Like, like I don't know. back to that old adage of like the only rich could be sheltered by it. And that's Maybe you know what I mean. Like, like I don't know how to say, but it's not true. It's not true because itself, right? we're not really well off, but we live in a wonderful country. So I don't know if it's because they're in certain parts of the U.S. Maybe like I think one of them might have been the South. Like I, I don't want to disparage a whole area, but it was I think they we were, do that in our ads. Okay, okay. they were they were exposed to people that had extreme views, yeah. and they couldn't they didn't have the skills to handle it, and they didn't know what to do. So I found the books were a good guide, and then talking to people. If okay. you know someone, if you don't know someone, become a friend with someone. Yeah, it's be an ally. Get to Listen. know them, dude. Yeah. Like. Everybody loves a friend. Why, why not, like, I don't know, who, who's all friended up? So if you know someone that's transgender, get to know them. But don't be like, hey, now that we've known each other for two days, tell me, uh, what, what happened when you got your... Just, just get to know them <laughs> and talk about yourself and give them a chance to eventually talk about you. Oh, for sure. And if you're looking for some more, like, professional resources, uh, 
the Youth Service Bureau in Ottawa true. has yeah. amazing resources they for youth. They helped my wife out a lot when she was yeah. younger, dude. But they help. They have the help for youth, but they also have the resources for parents who are willing to reach out and ask. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, if you're a parent and you're going through this issue, uh, we know that a lot of uh, trans youth have. Um, we know that the suicide attempts are yeah. much higher. The suicide rates are much higher. I haven't even touched that. And, and it's, if you're a warrior, we probably won't get into. We're not. We're not going to get into right now. I already know this has been a no, this, yeah. this has been a great conversation let's not but bore you with you on. i want to throw this out there because it's important to, to have important. out there uh if you're a parent and your child whether they are trans or not is going through suicidal ideations or thoughts uh there's the parents lifeline of eastern ontario uh plio.on.ca that's their website their number six one three three two one three two one one. I know that because of, of the work that I do uh, they are fantastic so if your your youth is suffering you're suffering regardless of what your youth is going through reach out for help and that's plio the number again six one three three two one three two one one plio.on.ca right on yeah sometimes that helps you like I just I, I read about it was two of them it was once it was a trans kid that got bullied that, that killed themselves another one was uh, a Syrian family that's new to Canada that was out west and their yeah, 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 daughter yeah, yeah. killed nice them stuff. and I just like I, I, get, I get so like emotional about again uh, none of us need to have that yeah, yeah. you know what I'm right saying now. but all yeah. I'm saying yeah. is please talk to somebody yeah yeah um, because I know like I I have strong depressive moments in, in, in my life and I realize like you have to keep an eye on that shit and it takes you a while to realize you're even depressed in the first place yeah and a lot what, of people don't understand watch that watch what so. wolf you feed yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, we are we are going to wrap up. Um, this is ha- this has been an enlightening conversation. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting with Thanks us. Thanks for having yeah, me. Um, you, you know what? Like, as as little B grows older and you experience new like trials and tribulations, we'd love to like have you back. To yeah, yeah, yeah. I would honestly, it's been a roller coaster of emotions for the last uh, three years almost, and so and I'm learning something every day. So yeah, I'd love to come back on. So yeah, like thanks for thanks for coming out. Longevity, yeah. like let's hope that we're around in three or four years and you can come yeah, back yeah, and for sure. chat yeah, again it's longer than me yeah uh, <laughs> any, any any final thoughts any any things you want to wrap up with wrap the up only with? thought i would have is um my philosophy in life is that i don't want to hurt anyone so if i've said anything or done anything during the course of this podcast that anyone finds offensive i suggest you talk to me first before you shit on me <laughs> but the way i live my life is that love just love. Yeah. All you need is the love. I don't know if I'm quoting someone from the Beatles, the Beatles, but honestly, if you find yourself depressed, sad, angry, you need something, find someone that you can share something loving with and mm-hmm. talk about it, and it makes you feel so much better. Amen. That's yeah, that's it, man. Um, what? Plug your socials, man. Where can people what find socials? you? Oh, I'm on Twitter. Um, awesome Comedy. A-S-I-M-C-O-M-E-D-Y. Um, I'm on Apartment 613. I'm one of their top interviewers. Uh, it started off as an accident, but pretty much like they use my interviews as, as uh, templates, and it's been a fun place to go there where uh, I've interviewed like uh, Doug Stanhope right, and, yeah. uh, or Fred Penner for my kids. You know, yeah, just like fun, fun stuff. Um, I, I've actually put the radio on hiatus because I, I got work burnout, but I, I used to do their weekly show every Tuesday at 6.30 on the CHUO, 89.1 FM. 89.1. Um, and I do stand-up comedy, but I'm not a paid regular, unfortunately, because I fight the man! So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, um, if I'm ever at Absolute or at Yuck Yucks, come on by, or just support the open mics. Absolutely. Yeah. Support live stand-up. What, wherever you live, 
regardless of what city, province, state, country you live in, go, go support your local stand-up stand comedy. I feel like the only ones that are talking truth these days and not afraid about it is comedians, but they're dropping like flies, so I hope we can... You gotta be this. smart. That's a conversation for another time. Thank you so much for... <laughs> Thank you so much. Do you like breathing? I know I sure do. Most of the time. What do you mean, most of the time? Well, you like to travel, don't you, Chris? Like to. I love to. Well, when you travel, sometimes you just find yourself in a place where the air just tastes dirty. Like Times Square on a hot August day. Or the last day of Burning Man. Or the entire province of Quebec. Oh, yeah. Quebec smells like piss. Total piss. Well, you don't need to worry about that dirty air no more with air in a can. Air in a can? Air in a can. It's fresh air in a can. Just crack a cold one wherever you are and take a big whiff of fresh, organic, free-range, unadulterated air that is ethically sourced straight from the sky. Oh, wow. I need to get some of that. You definitely do. How's that for some air? Holy shit, that's some good air. Where does it come from? China. Air in a can. It's that good shit. Welcome back. It's time for Parenting Advice with Stripper Mom and Uncle Freddy. And this week's question comes from Flin Flon, Manitoba. And the question is, at what age do I tell my kids the truth about Santa? Stripper Mom? Well, you know, my own daughter, Sherry... She found out about Santa at a very early age. She unfortunately walked in on me after a particularly lucrative night at the club. And, you know, it was near, it was December. There was some white fur hat with red trim around. It was, it was a very typical December situation, as you know. So uh, at that point, I had to explain to her that uh, Santa, as we started to call him, was there to uh, deliver some gifts, uh, some of them intravaginally. But uh, we made sure that we gave her a few bucks. She went away. But at that point, you know, at that point, you have to acknowledge that Santa isn't a, a fictional character anymore. And he's someone real. But you still can lord that 50 bucks over them for the rest of the year. So I think, you know, you just uh, you have to go with whatever situation works for you. So the truth about Santa is that you fucked Santa. Hasn't everyone? Why would you not fuck Santa when presented with the chance? Man, I'd fuck Santa. Think about that. Seriously, bowl full of jelly? You know what else he's got something full of? Huge bag of toys! Well, he's got a huge bag, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Freddy, I'm sure you know something about a huge bag. Please, tell us, at what age would you tell your kids the truth about Santa? Oh, I think Freddy was about 37 when he told them. <laughs> See, I can be funny too, guys. <laughs> I'll help myself to a drink. <laughs> I, uh, I gotta tell you, I was... Uh, when I was a little uh, youngling, I always thought that Santa who was, was whoever you wanted him or her to be. And for me, Santa was kind of like my mother. You know, once a year I'd be told that she'd be coming back and never happened. And then when I was old enough, I was told she was dead. You asked. Well, that is absolutely delightful. This has been Parenting Advice for Stripper Mom and Uncle Freddy. All right, and and that's all, that's our episode, that's our guys. Episode, Thanks for Thank coming you. and hanging out. Thanks for giving us an hour of your time. Yeah, big shout out to Asim B for being a fantastic guest. 
and uh, just generally uh, being an awesome person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Chris, what did you learn this week? What did you learn about being a dad this week or about anything related to parenting? I learned that uh, there's a thing called a push gift. Now, a push gift is a gift that you buy the mother when she gives birth. I don't know about you, but this sounds a lot like super privilege. Uh, I don't know. I, I just think that, wow, I mean, I get it. I get it. Congratulate. Way to do the most toughest thing possibly in, in, in life. And here, have a fucking fruit basket. Like, I don't, like, yeah, I don't think, I don't think you're supposed to buy them like a fruit basket. I, I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I believe a push gift was like popularized by the Kardashians. Holy shit! Uh, I know. I know about push gifts because Kate, my partner, is we're pregnant. If you haven't figured that, out, if we haven't said it yet, we're having a baby. Uh, she's been like, "What? What are you gonna give me for a push gift?" She wants. She wants an engagement ring. Oh, well, uh, but that's that's a push well, engagement a, notification. <laughs> <laughs> ding ding! You get me a ring, motherfucker. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's something that. In fact, like I'm glad that she has to do the work. I don't have to do the work, and that's that's privilege. So I'll fucking buy her a gift if she wants a gift. She can have whatever she wants within reason. Uh, yeah, within reason. Within yeah, reason, for sure. Uh, Amanda, I, I, if you're listening, uh, I know there's a statute of limitations on push gifts. Uh, <laughs> it's called they turn three. I'm off scot free. I uh, I like almost blew beer out my nose. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's yeah. like. I got you a trailer, baby. Yeah. The plus side is our partners will never listen to this. Probably they, not. They no, hear us enough. They hear us enough. <laughs> You're like, oh, I don't want to listen to dick issues and blah, 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 whatever. No, it's cool. <laughs> but uh, good, uh, good, interesting thing. What did you learn this week, oh, champ? Okay, I learned that pregnant ladies pee when they cough or sneeze. Mm. Like, it didn't start off this way, but like, we're... We're like, we're over halfway mark, and so I found out now, because every so often she'll laugh really hard, or she'll cough, or she'll sneeze, and then she'll disappear. And then I just found out recently, and she's like, she's like, yeah, I pee myself a little bit. So so now whenever we're in public and she coughs or she sneezes, I'm like, hey, did you pee yourself this time? <laughs> <laughs> Which is super, super classy. Yeah, um, you know. But, you know, it keeps it real like that. Um, she's my biggest fan. Like, yeah, she, she is. She's like, yeah, she wishes that were a joke, but uh, <clears throat> sorry to speak for you on that one. But uh, <laughs> it does I, I, apparently it doesn't get a lot better after pregnancy, especially with uh, certain people that things move around in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And uh, well, there's sometimes for the better, and there's a lot of pressure on the bladder. That's I it. I, I get, get it too. Yeah, like it, so, you know, I eat a I eat a big meal and I cough. I might pee myself a little bit. Just pee yourself. Well, we'll see. Yeah, as, as the spirit leads, right? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Um, all right, all right. We got to go into our dick of the week. Our, our dick of the week is not actually a bad guy. Our dick of the week is the dad of the week. The dad we want to just give super props to, uh, just just killing the game. And yeah, and this week uh, Chris came up with a really good dick of the week. He's not real. Well, he is real to many people. Okay, he's real to many. Who's people. our dick of the week? I, spoiler alerts for Endgame. It's Tony Stark. It's Tony fucking Stark. Tony fucking Stark. Yes, yes, he could. Uh, if only he could come hang out in the murder room with us. Wouldn't that be awesome? Uh, I mean, that's crazy. Just, uh, just want to talk about doing everything for. Uh, 
for your kids and and for not even your kids in the case of like Spider-Man. Yeah, and, man. And, I mean, I, I, I feel just everything else was secondary. You know what I mean? Everybody else came back, but Tony, in my mind, Tony's motivations were 100%. He also had like the most to lose, right? Yeah. And exactly. he was willing to lose it to like, to bring back Spider-Man, but also to like, kind of restore the, the universe to a balance when he didn't want to. No, definitely didn't want to. The reluctant hero. I you know what? The true hero of that, that movie, though, another Endgame spoiler, the embargo left it on Monday, guys, and this is happening weeks later. Yeah. Um, true hero of the story, my co-worker, Quake, who we're actually going to have him on our podcast sometime to chat, uh, he told me the true, true hero is that rat. Oh, the, the rat. fucking rat. That's Without right. the rat, you don't have Ant-Man. Without Ant-Man, you don't have the jump-through fucking quantum... The quantum realm. And I was also going to say Thor's belt. He was really fucking putting it in hard there. Fuck, lift it. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, the rat. Yeah, totally. So our dick of the week is Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Be more like Tony Stark. That's right. Dude. All right, you guys. If you if you want to like join in on the conversation, or if you want to nominate a dick of the week, or you want to give us a beer to drink, let's like send us beer. Please send us beer. Um, please follow us on the socials. Uh, Twitter is we got dad issues. Is we got dad issues because we couldn't fit daddy issues. Uh, and it was like too many letters, uh, but. Gestapo. Everywhere else where we got daddy issues, right? right? Insta, Facebook, and obviously our, our our email. We got daddy issues at gmail.com. Let us know what your thoughts are and suggestions for future episodes. Don't be a dick about them. Like, constructive criticism is cool, but, like, you know, we all understand that everybody listening to us has daddy issues. Oh, yeah. Um, tell us about your daddy issues, right? We want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Sit down on that virtual couch and have a conversation. Yeah. yeah. You know. Join the join the conversation. Yeah. Uh, let us know also what you want to hear from us in the in the future. We're here for you. All right, subscribe, like, share, all that stuff. What times? <laughs> rate us too. Yeah, Please rate, rate us. us. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening. Daddy Issues with Champ and Kingsbury was created by Matthew Champ and Chris Kingsbury, produced and edited by Matthew Champ. Special thanks to Heather Hurst, Freddie Jones, and our guest Athen B. Thanks for listening. See you, See you next time. time.